I'm Jasmine and welcome back to Lifesavers, the podcast by the RNLI, the charity that saves lives at sea. Join me each week as I'll be hearing from a different lifesaver, an ordinary person who's prepared to drop everything to rescue a complete stranger in trouble. This week I'm speaking to Lauren Cook, a lifeguard and full-time student from Yorkshire. For her, the day she saved a life wasn't while she was lifeguarding on a beach, but while she was off duty on a summer holiday, and her skills were needed more than ever. And then the parents like passed me the baby. At the point where I got him, he was starting to go blue and things. Like he'd been like choking for quite a while. So obviously it was like quite intense because he was so young and I think it's anyone's worst nightmare to do like a first aid on a child or a baby especially. Lauren and I caught up just before the start of the lifeguard season in spring while she was on placement at university. She joined as an RNLI lifeguard when she was 16 years old and for over four years now she's filled her summers with giving first aid on the beach, rescuing people from the water and reuniting missing children with their families. In this episode, Lauren shares how lifeguarding has helped her grow in confidence, the unlikely places lifeguards training kicks in and why the job really isn't anything like Baywatch. So here's Lauren and her story. Yeah, so I went to Crete on just like a little like midweek break or something last year and I just went with my mum and then we was going to visit some friends and we were sat in a restaurant and it was just our like our group and then this other family sat behind us and we were just eating like it was fine and then like we just had this like little one coughing and things so we just turned around you know, to have a nosy and have a look and then time felt a lot slower at the time but it was probably in like 30 seconds to a minute like realised something a bit more serious was wrong so it was a six-month-old baby and he was choking on some food which he was eating and then because like obviously lifeguards were dealt to train with first aid and with choking at quite a high level so we got up and like kind of went over and like offered any help what we could and then the parents like passed me the baby at the point where I got him he was starting to go blue and things like he'd been like choking for quite a while this was I think after four years of me doing lifeguarding so yeah things kind of kick in so like obviously I looked at him and saw that he must have had an like obstruction in his mouth so I gave him five back slaps which almost cleared it but not quite and then laid him flat on the floor and did one chest thrust on him what we're trained to do and with that then it came out and then he like regained his colour and that kind of thing so obviously it was like quite intense because he was so young and I think it's anyone's worst nightmare to do like a first aid on a child or a baby especially because we are trained to such a high level like at the time it was just you know like it sounds weird but it was just like kind of instinct and you like you just kind of knew what to do and there weren't much panicking and stuff so. How did it compare to you know trying to rescue an older child or even a fully grown adult did you have to do anything differently? The principles are the same pretty much you do slightly different techniques with like children and babies and adults on different things like CPR and choking but I think in a sense you do kind of like stress when it is someone who's of a younger age because they can't look after themselves like what an adult could do so you kind of have a lot more responsibility you already have like a high level responsibility anyway but that's kind of doubled when it's someone like especially under the age of one and things because you know that they can't control things themselves like what we could. Do you ever get scared in scenarios like that and also when you're on duty on the beach? When I first started out it would have been something that scared me Um, I think every person in that situation would have had a bit of like stress and a certain level of like anxiety about it but obviously through experience and things you do you're more able to remain calm and things and 
do things in more of a collected way so like obviously I'm lucky that I've had a bit of experience now and at the time I was like quite experienced in things with first aid and dealing with the public and talking to people so that worked in my favour and things. Does it sink in quite quickly uh, that you've saved someone's life after something like that happens? It was a weird one to be honest like we kind of didn't like you just don't expect it you know like especially at work you kind of expect that you know you might have to do something and things but obviously there you was in a situation where you didn't think anything was going to happen and things so that was quite unexpected obviously it did sink in after a while and it's like oh maybe this is like quite a big thing and things wow it is amazing that you were there and definitely that you knew exactly what to do even when you weren't meant to be on duty and meant to be enjoying your holiday mm-hmm. does it feel like you are always on in a way um kind of you know it's one of them things like if you was to be out on the street and you saw someone in trouble then like for me personally I might go and see if they was all right and things or you know silly things like on a plane like a few of our lifeguards in our kind of area of like help people on planes or just you know day to day if it's things that you could help people with which might not just be a lifeguard specific thing but obviously if you've got that level of training and that knowledge in a way it's nice to obviously use it where it is needed because you never know like who or what you're going to come across and things. Yeah do you think you would have known what to do if you didn't have the lifeguarding training? Not nearly as well as what I do now I think do you know, I might have done basic first aid and things in the past, but I did. I wouldn't have had the knowledge and the like ability to just do it straight away like what I did when we were there. Do you know, and I think if there would have been a lot more, I'd have been less experienced in things with dealing with it, which would probably like make me panic more and things. Did you sort of know what you were getting in for when you signed up? Did you have an idea of what your job would be day to day? Um, so I used to be a competitive swimmer. And then I used to swim and do training dates with our local supervisor. Um, so he like kind of passed on the message to our club and stuff when we was doing recruitments um, for lifeguards. And that's like pretty much how I first heard about it. It was nice that it was like a summer job and could work around like I was at college and school and stuff at the time. But obviously now it works around uni and things like that as well. And then obviously you get to know more about the job and things and it becomes like more interested in things. Like at first you think, oh, you don't know what it's much about but then obviously when you get talking to people and like all the other guards said it was really good and something really nice to do and I learned it more on the job when I was doing things and then realised how many different like scenarios and things we do get like I didn't realise how many like major first aids and like lost children and things that we would get until I started working and experiencing it so I think through my first season that was like a learning experience as well. And because you must have been quite young when you joined, is um, is anything anything like that quite daunting? Like, you know, if you're called to a major first aid or something, can that be quite intimidating? Yeah, so I think in everyone's first season, like whether you're a bit younger. So I started when I was 16. I think in everyone's first season, because you don't expect it. Like some people obviously have the stereotypical thing that it's just going to be like beer watch and things. But obviously when you do start and you do your casualty care training and things, then you start to think, oh, like this might be a bit more serious. And then on the job, you know, you can get called to absolutely anything. It like just obviously depends what happens at the time. Mm. And I think it is daunting. Like even now you do think, oh, obviously the years, the more seasons you do and the more experience, the more training and things through the courses and the more confident you do get with it. And then obviously you're never on your own. So you always know someone else is going to be there if you need like a bit extra support and things. Yeah. What's a typical sort of day for you? Um, so where we are, we don't get like too many water based rescues because we're in like quite a nice, like safe bit of water. 
but we do get a lot of like major first aid so we're quite a touristy quite a busy beach well we've got four beaches in like Bridlington and then some further up the coast um, and we tend to get a lot of people that come from the cities from like Midlands and then they come to us we work with the Yorkshire Ambulance Service as well in our area so even if it's a quiet day they can give us a ring and ask us to go to an incident for them. Is it quite a male dominated place on the beaches? I think there was only me and four or five other girls in our team of about 20 to 30 but now like we do see a lot more like girls coming through so like on that recently through our last two courses we've had equal number of girls and boys come through mm. which is nice and I think it's just because like obviously I don't know what it's like in all areas but in our areas we have got like quite a good strong team of like girls on the team but as well as lads and we can all have a laugh with each other and we all chill out and stuff so definitely when I started it was more boys than it was girls but now it's quite evenly split. Do you think it gives you more confidence um, now that there's more females on the beaches as well? Um, I wouldn't say that's specific to girls I think it's just obviously through your years as like training and stuff you just become more confident with everyone around you like I wouldn't say for me personally it was because there was more girls or more boys like we're really lucky that we all do get on and we all go out socializing and things as well as like working with each other day to day so I think just being able to like have some downtime with everyone as well like means that you are more confident with each other anyway. And how long do you work for over a season is it full time and is it all summer? So in Bridlington we've got weekends from the 1st of May uh, the first weekend in May and then we do weekends through May and through June and we cover every day during the May half-term holidays so we cover that bank holiday as well and then we start every day from the first week like the first of July first weekend of July um, and then we run every day so Monday to Sunday through July and August and then we generally finish at the beginning of September. That's quite a commitment isn't it because you're a full-time student as well and on placement as well at the moment how does it sort of help you with what you want to do in the future and, and what you're studying? Um, well to be honest like because I did lifeguarding from when I was 16 and things like I got them skills of working not just with our team but with different agencies so it is like a professional job you know you have to, to communicate professionally like things with the Coast Guards and with, we work with ambulance staff, paramedics, ECAs, everyone and we work with police officers a lot, like a lot of the time so you have to be good at communicating and like dealing with like stressful situations and things like that. Um, which obviously you get a lot of support from the RNLI and a lot of courses and things to help you but for me personally like working in this job like helped me to get onto my uni course because I had the skills and like the knowledge behind me what I needed to try and like take that into different roles and things especially like in a healthcare setting so. Definitely are you hoping to progress as as kind of the seasons go on? Yeah I think everyone like you come in and then you kind of get to grips what happens so the first years will start as a grade one and that's like a learning year and then if you've done well in that first year that you then progress up to a grade two and you've got a bit more responsibility on your grade twos tend to be like a good middle ground for a lot of people and I spent I think three years as a grade two mm. and then from there you can move up to a grade three which is like another step up from a grade two so that's you gain more responsibilities it is nice and I think people are like me included was determined to try and you know like push your way up and things and get more responsibility and stuff the more seasons that you do do yeah and that's amazing especially if you started at 16 that's like it's such an incredible ambition and such a great responsibility as well that you wanted to take on that young 
Yeah, um, it was good. Like, obviously, me, when I was 16, I was really shy and I wasn't very confident and things. And then everyone found it real funny. I came back in my second season, I was really loud and all this. So it's just, it does help you, you know, like, in a sense, like, become more mature and grow up slightly. And so it's good that you, we do get a mix of people start at 16 and then some people tend to start, like, older and things. And obviously with the right training and things, people, there's no reason why it should, like, put you at a disadvantage or anything, so... Have you learnt much about yourself since you started lifeguarding? Um, I think I've become more confident in myself and I know that, you know, like it doesn't phase me to go and talk to people and things like I do a lot of the educational stuff as well. So I'm happy to stand in front of a group of like 20, 30 kids and speak to them and do education things, which when I was probably when I was 16, I didn't think I'd ever be able to speak in like in front of a group of people and that kind of thing. So it does give you like a wider range of like skills and stuff what you can take to different things so what is the the training like like what does it involve so when you first start you do um just a general beach lifeguard course and that could be with different bodies like um slsgb or with the rlss and that's a a week-long course and it's a mixture of going in the sea and going in the pool and doing theory and doing first aid every day so that's quite an intense long week and then once you've passed that and if you pass that then you can then obviously apply with the RNLI to do a RNLI lifeguard position and then they kind of take you through different courses so a general one that we all do is our casualty care course and that's like a three-day more advanced like first aid sort of stuff that we do use day-to-day on the beach. Do you have to be quite fit before the training? Yeah so we have monthly comps tests so you do a 200 meter run which needs to be done under 40 seconds. And then there's a 400 metre swim in a pool and the first eight lengths have to be under three and a half minutes. And then the whole 400 metre needs to be done under seven and a half minutes. And then you have to be able to do a full length underwater and a full length back in under 50 seconds. So you have to be quite fit. You've got to be a good, a confident swimmer. But they're not impossible. The times are impossible. So it is something that you're able to do if you want to do it and you train for it. Did you find it challenging, obviously, from being a swimmer previously, or was that kind of something you took in your stride? Did you find the test quite easy? I find the swims, for me, because I was a swimmer, I don't find them too difficult, but I can't run, so I find the run challenging. (laughs) Yeah, so I suppose everyone kind of gets a bit trained up something else. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I wanted to ask you about comparison, because I think everyone listening will be quite familiar with that feeling, but do you ever find yourself comparing yourself to other lifeguards and after a rescue maybe thinking I could have done this better or I should have done this or anything like that? Um, I think you do. We all get trained. So when we do training and when we do scenarios and things as part of our like weekly trainings or just on the job, you always work so that you're at that golden standard. You're always at the top level what it could be. And, you know, like in training, we do give feedback on each other and sometimes you can have a lot of feedback or sometimes it could have gone really well and things. But obviously when you're in them situations, there's no pressure and it's not a real life situation. So you've got the room to make the mistakes and things. And then obviously in a real life situation, nothing's going to go like what the textbook's going to tell you kind of thing. After it's happened, you need to, we all are trained to debrief with each other and things after a scenario. So you kind of say like, oh, what things, what like went well and what we're really good about what we did and then maybe for next time like what could we have maybe done differently so not so much a case of 
what was bad and what was wrong and like you know like picking mm-hmm. out the negatives but more a case of oh if we were to do this again could we have done it a different way and would have that been more effective kind of thing yeah like not being too negative on yourself but if there is things to improve on look like knowing where to improve and how to put it in and things yeah that sounds like a really like, healthy and kind of positive place to to get all of those things out so you're not just dwelling on negatives and you're trying to make them better like as a team yeah oh that's amazing um just lastly I just wanted to ask you what you're excited about or uh, looking forward to that's coming up we have a really nice team so we just look forward to all kind of coming back after winter doing different things and seeing each other and like obviously all working together day to day and like obviously spending time with each other and socialising as well so it's like a good balance like a workplay kind of mix that we have in our area specifically. Yeah and would you recommend anyone to be a lifeguard who's willing? Yeah definitely I think it gives you like lots and lots of different opportunities what you can do and then obviously it's a good way of meeting new people. Amazing oh thank you so much for talking to me today I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to Lauren and thank you at home for joining us. If you want to hear more stories from our Lifesavers, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, iTunes or Spotify and you'll be the first to hear when the next episode has arrived. You'll also really help other people find our series and hear our stories with a rating and review and we really appreciate you being on board with us. The RNLI is completely reliant on the generosity of the public. They don't receive any government funding, so every rescue is powered by the incredible support of people like you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.